Welcome to Control Alt Result Revolt Result Revolt Control Alt Revolt Episode One Seventy Six. I'm Nick Cole. I am single white Medusa. <laughs> Laughing at you, your <laughs> misspeaking. That was you, funny. You love mistakes. I do. From the opera. Oh man, my favorite was when someone's voice would crack. It's so funny. <laughs> I can't help it. Or when they would sing out. And no one was uh, no one was supposed to sing. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> Although I would die if it had been me, but it was so funny. <laughs> we just sit out there and go, yeah! And there's like nothing in the score. <laughs> yes. That is the best. <laughs> I love that so much. Why is it the best? Um, It's just really funny. But it's not fair because I would die if it was me, so. You would die. It's just fun if it was. It was usually a guy, and I don't know, guys can usually handle that kind yeah. of thing better so. girls sopranos never make mistakes because they just they they you, that's you why they're all in, to. no that's why they're all insane they yeah, just they're like, all hovering around like on this razor's edge of failure we literally had mm, at least 10 times the amount of competition if not more yeah. like just that there were so many more of us so like you just could not afford to make mistakes like that but tenors they could get away with it and it was pretty funny actually but the funny thing about in real life tenors talk funny. Like they sing nice, but like But they talk kinda high. Yeah, and like, like that's not very manly. But it's <laughs> right. like but they get all the work. Right, I yeah. know. It's... I'd rather talk like have a normal man. Yeah, so man like voice. a nice baritone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like a good low I I think sometimes my voice medium. is too high. I wish it were lower. I know you say that, but like because I know what uh, tenors really talk like, I'm like, no, you're not a, you don't talk like a tenor. Yeah. <laughs> I like it when black guys have like the really very white voice. That's true. That's but then cool. that's like a full on bass. That's like low, low, low. Yeah, that's fun. That's what I would. If I if I was that guy, I'd just sit around and talk to myself all day. <laughs> it is cool. Like it's a cool sound for yeah. sure. Now I'm getting some chips. <laughs> now I'm gonna go get some coffee. I just narrate my whole life. <laughs> now I'm riding. That's hilarious. <laughs> now I'm soaping up for the shower. <laughs> I like it. You do, see, you got it. You got the full range. Yeah. Because I, I, I know you can do like a impersonation of tenors as well. I can. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I get so far into my impersonations, like I'll be doing them. Like the other, like last week when we went out to Gulfstream and I was, I was doing my Johnny Depp impression. Mm-hmm. That sort of drove you nuts, and I couldn't stop. Yeah, like, and sometimes you'll be able to tell I'm like, okay, and that's good, that's enough, <laughs> and like you can't stop. I can't get out of it. It's too much fun. I know. It's I'll lay like, awake at night still doing it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I love that. Well, what's on your mind today on this Friday? I think as I, your mom says, I got that from her, and I she I really says like Friday. Mom it's, says Friday. It makes me laugh. I like it. Yeah, makes me want French fries. <laughs> Well, today we're doing a carnitas on the mm-hmm. stovetop, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about that. That it's, smells pretty good. I was just gonna say it's smelling really good. Yes. Um, in about an hour, I'll be live on Twitch with the GE team. Uh, maybe just Walt. Hoping Jason shows up. Um, and we're just gonna play uh, a video game I used to play called Diablo 2. They made a remastered version of that. So I'll be playing that on Twitch. I'm sure the video, like if you if you get this podcast and you listen to it over the weekend, you're like, oh, I'd like to watch Nick play video games. Um, people can ask me questions, or you know, you can ask me questions about the GE or or universe or 
Forgotten Ruin or anything I've written, or you can ask me writing tips, or you can ask me how to cook carnitas, you know, whatever you whatever you want to talk about while I kill goblins and skeletons. Because most people will be listening to this a little bit probably after that happens. The video still can is they up. Still watch yeah, I think it's still up on, on Twitch, and okay. maybe we'll put the link in the comments. It's uh, the old school D and D channel, which were which is where we used to play. D&D games and now we're just going to like run some Twitch games and this is, I think this is going to be like a once a month thing and just kind of like end of the month wrap it up I'll, I might give away a few books while I'm on there a few signed copies um, still waiting for the strange company books to come in I've sold a lot of them I still have some more to sell so if you have not gotten your signed copy of strange company I highly encourage you to send me a message so that you can get it because this was a limited run and once I'm out I'm probably out for a little while, and I won't order for a while. So I like to to get it done in one, and I'd love to get you a signed copy. And you think they'll be in pretty quickly, like within yeah, a week yeah, or two, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Jason ordered them from from Ingram Spark, which is where we get all our physical books from. Mm-hmm. Um, where we're gonna do these kind of signings, and they're beautiful. So uh, I gotta pay the company, and so there the order was placed. Yeah. So it's there, it's cool. coming, but there are supply supply chain issues, but. Mm. Uh, uh, it should be it should be pretty pretty cool I think and it comes with a fun little spoon and you'll understand once you've read the book. Yeah. The spoon says hot. Yeah, I won't say it, but yeah. You could say it. Hot soup. Hot soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um. So uh, and then that. Um. I'll have a special announcement tomorrow. Um. I do this thing if you don't follow me over on Facebook and sometimes I've posted here. It's called uh, Tolkienism Saturday. The reason I started that is because there was sort of a pop culture war on Tolkien, and I'm a huge, always have been, fan of Tolkien, very much Tolkien's Padawan, and so I just wanted to talk about J.R.R. Tolkien without, you know, making it like a big, like, you know, what the left does, and like, ah, Tolkien's a racist, and orcs are stand-ins for this race, and all, and it's like all the insane things that people make up that have nothing to do with the truth. Um, so I just started, like, I don't know, like if you if you if you're like a Bible person, I'm not doing the Bible there. Um, th- there are these things called devotionals where someone will like post a piece of scripture and then they'll just kind of meditate on it and tell you their thoughts on it and things like that. Well, I've basically been doing that with Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and just various things around Tolkien and stuff like that and his wisdom and things like that. So it's just kind of meditations on it. It's gotten really popular. Like, people actually write me. Like, one guy just wrote me the other day, and he's like, the only reason I'm on Facebook is Tolkienism Saturday. Yeah, that was And cool. I told him, I think you'll have something that um, you'll be pleasantly excited about it. So, there will be kind of a major announcement tomorrow. Um, so, I'm going to do a post tomorrow, but there will be a, kind of a major announcement about what's going to happen to this channel and where it's going. Big tease that I am. So, I think many of you will be delightfully surprised. For some of you, this may be the opt-out point, though I can't think why. But, you know, sometimes people come to a fork in the road and they take the other path, not the path less traveled of fun adventure. But I'm very excited about this, and I think you're really, really going to dig it, whether you're a uh, paid subscriber or not. Um, There will be something for everybody. There will be something extra for the paid subscribers. So if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. Also... I don't pitch this this channel a lot or whatever, but if you could share it around or give it to some friends or post it on social media or don't, maybe you just want to hear the inflammatory things that we talk about, like what we're about to talk about next and keep it to yourself. 
and you don't want people in your feed to know it. And I totally get that because you know what? There's a lot of like sort of little little Nazi Karens and FBI informants just reporting people left and right, you know, and and swatting them and stuff like that. So don't share the channel. It's just for us. I don't care if anybody listens to it. Who cares? But um, the Tolkien, the 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 the, uh, the big announcement tomorrow. I'll give you a teaser. It's called the Tolkien Project. I think you're you're really gonna dig it. It's, I'm very excited about it. I've been working on it for more than a year. So I think it will be very fun for you. And there will be some participation if you want to. That sounds fun. Yeah. I'm excited. So. But to be fair, you're excited about Carnitas. I am very excited about Carnitas. Who's not excited about Carnitas? I mean, uh, maybe vegan. My childhood but... friend saw the post and wrote, no me gusta Carnitas. <laughs> really? What? <laughs> like... For real? Yeah. Who doesn't me gusta <laughs> Who, who does not make who goose to the carnitas? carnitas? Apparently, he does not make goose to the carnitas. <gasps> That's crazy. I, I know. love it. It's really weird. But why? And but why write? Ours why, is from. Why take the time to post? Ours is from an actual. Yeah, I know. Really, ours is from an actual. Well, semi-local pig, from like local to my parents, and like locally sourced pig. They got a. Uh, they got a whole pig. I was gonna say a half a pig, like we got a half a cow, but no. With the pig, you get the whole pig. So, yeah, they, they got a pig. All the, you know, all the uh, packaged up cuts of it, and they gave us some of it. And this is the first thing we're trying, so I'm excited. Because yeah. it's probably going to be extra good, because the beef we got from that same uh, farm. I don't know if you call it a farm. What do you call that? It's a farm. Okay. Um, was real like, all that beef is, is really good. good. It was good steak. Yeah. Now that they're trying to ban beef, I'm really glad yeah. that we have some in the freezer still. It is, it is, things are getting spicy and insane. So, big things are happening. They're not just coming, they're happening. Um, but you might wonder why, when we talk today, why I would even make future plans. Because, like, honestly, I'm not really kind of just paying attention to what's going on and also some of the vibes and feelings I'm getting. Um, and we want to get to some conspiracy stuff that we've been diving into, which is kind of wacky and goofy, but I think you guys, you guys will like this. It's more fun. Um, but you know, staying on this, this, and, and believe me, it involves the Epstein. So I'm not, I don't mean fun and you know, like, but loosely, it, but most loosely. of it's not about that. But it's but. just, it's just some wacky, bizarre stuff that, that isn't kind of making the mainstream thing, mm-hmm. but it seems to be well documented, but making the mainstream right now seems to be, do you want to find out what's not true? Then listen to the news. <laughs> and just in the last seventy-two yeah. hours, the the Wikipedia page for um, recession has been edited twenty-three times <laughs> to to show oh, uh, that they want to change the meaning. I mean, right. like it it is. I mean, I, oh. someone had posted an Orwell quote, quote, and it's not one that you see a lot, but it's that one in, in nineteen eighty-four about we are your sole source of truth nothing else is true and like literally mm. i mean there everybody can go to the statement made by the australian pm or the new zealand pm yes Ugh. in 2020 in which she basically just says this speech verbatim and and means it horse face that she is mm-hmm. um but but like you're literally seeing the employing of it but it's it's uh the way that i would put it is all the bad investments are starting to pay off and if we look at sort of like, let's take one micro slice, but really you can translate it to everything. Monkeypox. Let's take monkeypox and look at monkeypox. Okay, so here's the deal with monkeypox. 
if you are gay and going to orgy orgies like like we talked about in the last podcast but you may have missed that one because that was an insider podcast okay we did a whole podcast on this guy who is gay and goes to orgies and how he got monkeypox and it was disgusting and i'm glad it was so behind shocked, the paywall you shouldn't have listened already to knew it. About monkey was, it was it was the most <laughs> it was the most liberal thing that you've ever heard all my bad decisions are your fault is the is the summation you can actually see that guy's twitter thread over at andy Nyo. um so monkeypox is very interesting because um it's all it's already causing controversy not that many people actually have monkeypox but you're seeing tedros and all the usual suspects beginning to say oh we need to declare this an emergency and you need to wear masks why masks have nothing to do with monkeypox so it's back to the old emergency covid lockdown behaviors now why are they doing this why are they doing this is this to steal the upcoming election I don't even think you could steal the upcoming election. It's so weighted so badly. But I will also say never underestimate the Republicans' ability to absolutely jack everything up. And it's almost like there's nothing you need to do but keep walking to the finish line. And they will find a way. And and then even today, like even as we speak, I believe the House just banned assault rifles, which is, again, a third rail in election year. Um, so... Again, everything that these people are doing does not seem like they're going to be holding an election. And all of their plans, if you look at the WEF and the UN, as I understand it, have now merged. Yep. Have now merged and are actually advocating banning all private vehicles. So we are literally in the time of crazy. And and what we're about to talk about, a little bit about monkeypox, can be applied to everything. And what I mean by everything is all the bad investments are beginning to pay off. And so with the monkeypox issue, you have a fact. And it's even a fact stated by the World Health Organization and NBC. Except if you say it on Fox, it's bigoted. But if you say it at the World Health Organization, it's not. And the truth of it is, is that gay men who participate in orgies, you have to have those two factors. Not every gay man does that, um, are coming down with monkeypox. Um, so now you're starting to see uh, this sort of crossfire hurricane developing where there are strategies that can mitigate this. The first one is stop having orgies. It's really that simple. You yeah. know what I mean? The sort of ultra-right wing could take it one more step and they could say this is why gay sex is, is a bad idea. There's, there, I mean, if you don't understand, like, and I know everybody, and I'm a freedom person, everybody really should be able to do whatever you want to do. You can't legislate righteousness, but that doesn't mean everything's good for you. There are a lot of really super good reasons, actual statistics and data, why not to be gay? Why not to even participate in it? It's really bad for you. It's not, like, if you look at actuari actu actuarial tables and honest facts and data when you can find it, um, it's it's really a, a very counterproductive lifestyle. It is not good for you. Gay people are wonderful. I have gay friends in my life. I'm a big people person. I love everybody. Not everybody has to agree with me, but I do reserve the right to, to call it as I see it. Sometimes to call sin is sin. Sometimes to call right and wrong. Sometimes to advocate your freedom to do whatever you want with your body. But also at the same time to tell you, I don't think this is going to end well. And I say that from a position of love, not hatred, not bigotedness or anything like that. Just trying to tell you, hey, 
You keep standing on those train tracks, you're going to get creamed by that train. That's not bigoted. That's not trainist. Right, exactly. Yeah. No. I mean, it's kind of kind to try to warn people <laughs> against something but, that's going to hurt but them. But the people who want power have weaponized those people, and they've told them, like, if anybody questions you, then they're bigots, and it's like, maybe they're trying to save you. Yeah. I would really say that with the African-American population. I wish that many of the ones who've been radicalized into communism would understand that the Democrats hate your guts and want to kill you. That's why, remember, let's go into our journals and do our Wayback Machine. Remember who they tried to put right at the head of the line for vaccinations? And if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that we're not big fans of the vaccination. There's actually very good evidence and data and all that kind of stuff that it's not good for you. And the question that we arrive at with monkeypox is, is it really monkeypox or is it shingles? And what are shingles? Shingles are a clear sign that your immune system has been destroyed or is weakening. Let's just put it that way. But back in the early halcyon days of the vaccine, it was considered racist if you didn't let, and these were their words, the black and brown people go first. Mm -hmm. And that was my first clue that the vaccine was bad. If you, because if you, if you look at Margaret Sanger, you look at the Democrats involvement with the KKK, you look at much of that. They have made war on these people and attempted to kill them. And I want to say to like, a lot of the African-American people, you don't understand the people that you're supporting and putting in power are trying to kill you. The people that they're trying to, to tell you hate you and want you dead and racist. I have not actually seen any evidence of racism and we're pro you and we're pro you on the content of your character, not the color of your skin. And then we arrive at the monkeypox issue. And so they want to shut down any discussion of monkeypox with relation to gay people, gay people, huge voting block. Not it's 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 weakening. Gay people are beginning to wake up. Um, but for the Democrats, very active, very organized. They get you a lot of votes. Now, as Brett Easton Ellis talks about in his book White, he said, and this was maybe three years ago. He said, if there is ever another AIDS, we won't get the pass we got last time. It will be our fault. And here you're actually seeing gay guys going to fairs, let's call them county fairs, and having just sex like animals, infecting each other, spreading a disease that the WHO and these globalist governments are all trying to weaponize the the concept of the disease, not the actual disease. And that may be, they may be weaponizing the disease. But if you follow me here, they're weaponizing the, the scare of a pandemic to get more power. Except, remember I said that phrase, the investment of bad ideas is beginning to pay off. Well, unfortunately, statistically, and you can already see it's affecting gay people who participate in orgies. So what do you do now? What do you do now? How do you pull this hat trick where you get the hot potato off your voting block, but you still make everybody afraid of it, even though the evidence is clear? Oh, okay. Well, now you move it to monkeypox is really racist and we need to change the name of it to this new acronym that they want to use because you know monkeys are racist and everybody's like uh what uh you're racist if you think it's racist because none of us think that (laughs) oh this is my comment like oh pray tell tell me how monkeys are racist 
I would like you to explain that to me. Exactly. And you know how they're going to explain it to you, and you know who they think are like monkeys. And I do not think like that, and I don't think I know anybody who thinks like that. I call you a monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I jump around. Yeah, and jump I around, around and, and you do things with your feet. There's monkey sounds in Portuguese monkey music. Monkey sounds in Portuguese music. <laughs> You're like, what do you mean, Portuguese people? No. They mean black people because they think of black people as monkeys. That is why they're feigning up this offense. I mean, do they really think that? I, I find it, I have a hard time believing that. But here they are using that as a defense to defend their sacred cow. And you just want to say to him, like, why would you ever think that monkeypox, which has its name because it was found, discovered in monkeys, has anything to do with African-Americans or black people in general? Why would you think that? And the reason is because you're a racist, Mm -hmm. because you think less of those people, because it's not really diversity. It's actually divide and conquer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think people are starting to wake up to that. Yeah, though. so it's 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 the investment of bad ideas all beginning to pay off. And I use the monkeypox slice just to talk about you're seeing this in everything. These are people that really, for many years now, many years, but you know, it got hardcore under Obama, and you're seeing it right now with the new um, press secretary uh, when they go and they and they say. Um, why isn't it a recession? And they go, oh, it's not a recession. They, like, this new press secretary does nothing but lie. There was a huge lie today. I forget what it was. Um, but they they won't admit to anything. They won't admit to any fault. Every word they've ever said is coming. They You know, they accuse Trump of being in a recession. There was no recession. No. Now you're in a recession, and they can't admit to a recession. And it's like, this is why you have integrity. This is why you tell the truth. This is why you have standards and everything like that. And this is what every ethicist and sort of morals-based person or religion or institution or whatever was trying to tell these people, you can't just constantly go along lying for power because eventually your lies will come back to haunt you. And what they did is they said, well, no, what we'll do is we'll say we never said that and we'll make our case to 47% of the country and they'll believe the lie that we actually never lied. And they'll never go back and try to, you know, and find the evidence that we did like the other, what, 53% will. It it works because a lot of the MSNBC, you know, like you have these people who they will look you in the face and say they're high gas prices, and I've had this encounter, because of Putin and because everybody's not on electric cars. And then you say, well, we're having rolling blackouts. Do you think everybody can have an electric car in their garage that, uh, I think it's it's the equivalent of running your AC all night or charging five refrigerators. Or, so you, Actually, you, I thought you, you, you told me it was double running your AC all night. Something like, like it was that much, but like double. I'm pretty sure you said. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. So, so you're telling me that the power grid that's having rolling blackouts should now, you know, it's like they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like they never, they're never held to any standards or account for their ideas. And they thought that they got away with it because you can just continually do this emotionalism from MSNBC and CNN and you can say these things. But the reality is God will find a way to hold your feet to the fire about what you've done. And so now you have a population getting the equivalent of AIDS again. And as Brett Easton Ellis said, there would be no mercy. In the 80s, there was a lot of mercy, believe it or not, because 
a lot of people had a lot of money. They felt bad. There were all these movies, you know, made, you know, Longtime Companion, The Ryan White Story, Tom Hanks as gay, is gay. You know, I think Jim Carrey even did a, like, early on gay role. And I think it was Longtime really? Companion. Yeah. yeah. And so the whole culture was manipulated into, like, oh, I feel bad for gay people. They just got caught unaware. And it's like, yeah, but none of these gay stories ever talked about the bathhouses and all this kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, but that's not the case. The last two years has been one of economic warfare, um, fear, paranoia, personal safety and health. And now you want to tell a group of people, oh, there's a new pandemic spreading and it's coming from gay people. Uh, last I checked, the, the, the Hasids in Brooklyn were beaten and stormed by the police uh, as being disease carrying. Um, the entire culture jumped up and said everybody who wasn't vaccinated was a quote-unquote dirty other and all these kinds of things. And you think now that gay people are having this clear pandemic running amok in their society because of their behavior, because of their behavior, meaning they have the choice. You do. You can choose to do these things. And there, and there's the potential that people's children will have these outbreaks these skin lesions, all this horror, all these kinds of things that are coming with this. Um, and the, and then you think you're going to have another AIDS response where everybody wears a red ribbon and, and, and feel sorry for the little boy who got the blood transfusion and got AIDS? You think that you're going to pass that off to uh, Bryce, who's out there having sex with 20 guys at the county fair and not obeying protocols? That you, that you guys can't even set now because it's racist and bigoted. And the protocol should be, hey, don't have orgies. Don't have orgies. You should wear a condom. All these kinds of things. Things that gay people actually did back in the 80s that one of the, one of the left-wing advocates was saying. They stopped doing these things. They started wearing condoms. They actually had to take responsibility. But someone points out really interestingly, and you just read an article about it, where uh, the drug companies, oh, the FBI of the health world, they came in and they didn't like the fact that gay people were using condoms to prevent HIV. So they came up with this entire media campaign and a series of pills to convince gay people that they could take a prophylaxis before that would prevent them from uh, from acquiring AIDS and that they, they no longer needed condoms, yeah. which had actually worked for the gay community. And lo and behold, everybody started getting HIV again, and now they're getting mon monkeypox. When actually, very, very easily, the condom would actually solve this problem to an extent. And the other STDs and stopping too, and, and the, the and the other and but it, of course it was big pharma and I remember watching that camp, those campaigns for those pills mm -hmm. in L.A. and they straight up lied to the gay community so that they could sell them pills because condoms are cheap, are cheap and they want to sell them pills and they want to sell them huge drug regimens and all these kinds of things. They want you sick. And they want to sell you both how to get sick and the cure for getting sick. Yeah, exactly. So I think if you'll look at, at the economy and the energy, energy and the food and all these things we talked about, we've talked about that ad nauseum. But with sort of the globalists, all the bad investments are beginning to pay off because you're going to have to start, you know, shooting your own to continue to push this forward. And I honestly do not see, and you're seeing a huge amount of world leaders begin to 
be shuffled off the stage. Who was it? Uh, somebody, I think it was someone in Italy is now getting the axe. Mm. Who was the prime minister of Italy. Okay. But, like, there's this weird trend. They're getting rid of all the lockdowners. Yeah. But they're bringing in ha- more hardcore lockdowners. I think August is going to be super wild. And and I would say this. I I know this is kind of a bold statement, and I really hope that there there is an America on the other side of August. If there isn't an America on the other side of August, I think that we'll have a very clear picture of how much longer America can last. Because it can't... If you look at what the globalists are trying to accomplish, they're trying to divide the entire United States, weaken it, and then welch out on the national debt that the United States owes everybody. They're moving all the income and capital uh, east. China's got some weird problems going on right now. Uh, they're intimidating the Speaker of the House from flying over there. Uh, are they going to use that? Is the U.S. going to use that as do do the Chinese know that the U.S. is going to use that as a pretext, blow Nancy Pelosi out of the sky, and then blame the Chinese and invade China? I don't know, but it's really weird. Stuff is really weird, and we're not even to August first yet. But 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 uh, I think I don't know that Joe Biden will survive August. I have a, I have like a pretty strong feeling that we'll see the end of Joe Biden one way or the other by August. It's knives out for Hunter, and that's really for Joe. Um, So those are my thoughts on this podcast. We have the paid podcast. We go a little deeper there. I don't know. Maybe you want to say this for next time, but you mentioned that you were going to briefly touch on the uh, fun kind of conspiracy theory stuff. No, I said we're going to talk about it. Oh, okay. I thought you were ending. So, you know, besides all of this stuff, um, we also do kind of like crazy flying saucer conspiracy work and just stuff like because we're just doing research for something and uh it's kind of funny because with the flying saucer people you get into these weird stories about kennedy Mm -hmm. and and if that's not weird enough and people i mean they point to some very serious data that you know kennedy was trying to work with khrushchev to go to the moon together and wanted to share ufo files and they said well why do you want to do that and this was the week before kennedy got killed is the week before Kennedy got killed. Um, he wanted to share all the UFO data. Um, they call it, what do they call it in the biz? Well, UFO file? The UFO file. Yeah. They call it, a, they know it's the like a, a singular file. Mm-hmm. And the stories surrounding the UFO stuff are really weird. And they're not, they're not crazy goofy guys. There's, there's one guy, Brian Dolan, Richard Dolan. Richard Dolan. And he's probably the most legit, he's a legit historian, really great prop podcast We'll try to stick an episode in the show notes. You can kind of tune into him. He's really good. But he actually wrote a book, and he didn't pub. He's written a lot of books. But he wrote one, and it was on a specific subject re- relating to UFOs and power. And he said, I'm not publishing this book. When they said why, they said he said, I think this is the book that will get me killed. Yeah. And it's surprising the amount of people that have gotten killed surrounding UFO stuff. So much so that you begin to say, uh, I don't think there's coincidence. And again, believe me, I'm right with you. This stuff is nutty. But there are some very interesting threads. So the Kennedy thing happens when Kennedy says uh, to um, the Air Force and the people that run the UFO file at that time, he says to them, listen, we need to share the UFO data with the Russians. And they go, we don't think that's a good idea. And he says, well... What happens if the Russians get a UFO and they freak out and think it's an ICBM or a nuclear weapon or us invading or something like that and they launch their nuclear missiles? So Kennedy was of a mind that, hey, we should cooperate on this 
because we don't want to accidentally start a nuclear war. And then next week, Kennedy was dead. I know. There's no correlation, right? You know, <laughs> but you know, like you can listen to enough conspiracy theories and every like at the end of that. And one of the truest things I've heard about the Kennedy assassination is someone said, if you were in Dallas the week of the Kennedy assassination, it was like old friends week. It was like homecoming week. Everybody was there. You can actually yeah. look up the major players that were there. There were three presidents, three future presidents there. Nixon. Nixon. George. George H.W. Bush. And uh, I think Ford was there, too. Mm. Um, so there are a lot of reasons I think people wanted to kill Kennedy, oddly. Um, but there's probably just one reason. But the UFO reason is very interesting. Now, here's where it gets really weird. Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. I'm finished with the coffee. It wasn't that hot today. They screwed us at Starbucks. Those jerks. I know. And you were given the testing job. Hmm. And you didn't test. I'm sorry. I know. I thought it was good at first. It was bad. Okay. It was ruined. <laughs> it's been a bad coffee day. Like, I made coffee this morning, and I didn't make it all the way. It was, like, only three quarters filled. Oh. <laughs> and so I was like, ah. Oh. It's been a suck coffee day. But now it's 419. It's not like I can have another coffee. Now i got to go play video games. So, um, Ernest Hemingway, what does he have to do with uh, UFOs and Kennedy? Well, it turns out that Ernest Hemingway and Kennedy were really good friends. Really good friends. How good of friends do you like? Are you just making this up? Did someone just say this? No. Guess where 97% At least, yeah. of Hemingway's personal library, as in his letters, his notes, all these kinds of things, blah, blah, blah. Guess who's in possession of those? Can I say? Yeah. The Kennedy Library. The Kennedy Library. And they had correspondence and all of these kinds of things and met to the point, to the point that uh, I think it's Colonel Sanders' daughter. And yes. Margaret, I think. That Colonel Sanders. (laughs) Uh, This is how wild it gets. And these are all, these are all documented things that happen. Um, So Kennedy was in Cuba and he was out at Bimini. Now, Bimini is a really crazy place. That's where all the Atlantis hunting goes on. And guess what? Where Epstein's Island is, is right out there, mm-hmm. right out there. Did you know that Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell had submarine licenses? That's Did so you know weird. that they had a submersible? Guess what Kennedy was doing, or guess what Hemingway was doing um, during World War II? He had a boat, and he told everyone that he was out looking for Nazi U-boats. Except people pointed out that it was really a science vessel um, and not really the kind of boat that would go hunting for U-boats and things like that. Because they said literally there were no like guns on it. There was it. no way was... for him to defend himself yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> and so people think uh, that, that Hemingway, and apparently there's all these rich elites that have been quietly hovering over Bimini um, looking for Atlantis and there's a whole like I mean we can kind of and you go why it's just rocks you know maybe there was an undersea Atlanta or like an like an island then it sank and Plato was right blah 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 I don't know there seems to be a little bit more to what people are looking for Um, and that's a deep long dive and it's if you want some fun times and some good science fiction dive in because it's very interesting Um, but very, a lot of governments, very rich people, um, from Colonel Sanders to Hemingway 
to the Epsteins have been in this area around Bimini looking for Atlantis. And the area actually extends over to Cuba, too. And the, supposedly the U.S. Navy has their own version of Area 51 out there. And I've, I think one person I, I know commented, they go, oh, yeah, those are just undersea objects that we use for sonar tracking and things like that. It's like, are they? Is that the story you were told? Did you see it? I don't know. But it's, it's very interesting, and I'm always leery of anybody who immediately surfaces to sort of disinform. But I, I got to weigh everything in because I, I don't have a fight. I'm ju- I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm just looking for truth. So anyways, the Hemingway-Kennedy uh, connection gets really weird. When Colonel Sanders' daughter goes to uh, Kennedy, because she has that kind of access, I guess, um, and tells him, like, listen, you need to create a diplomatic incident in Cuba because uh, Kennedy, uh, because Hemingway had a private vault there that had something that you want. And this actually happened. You can look it up and everything like that, blah, blah, blah. Kennedy actually considered this. Again, this is close to Kennedy's death. And it's after Hemingway's death. And remember, Hemingway committed suicide with a shotgun. Right? Except the night before, he said he was being followed by the FBI. Mm -hmm. We just heard that recently. Yeah, so that's weird. I'd always just assume he killed himself, blah, blah, blah. But... He did say the night before he was being followed by the FBI. It really does get weird. And it's amazing how many times the FBI shows up in a lot of garbage stuff. And I think in the years past and prior to this, I wouldn't have believed that. But lately, and then watching what happened in Congress yesterday, where uh, the senator or congressman got up and showed the amount of money the FBI was spending to frame patriots. Wow. In the, in the Whitmer thing, like, uh, um, these aren't the good guys anymore. And I, maybe they never were. Um, as some people are saying now, they're just the the, Kuka, the the modern version of the Ku Klux Klan for the Democratic Party. I don't think you'll get an argument with me on those. I wish it weren't so. So anyways, um, Kennedy is asked to stage some kind of di- diplomatic incident to get uh, Hemingway's vault and the papers that are in there and everything like that out of Cuba because there's something very important there. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Kennedy's on the verge of doing it. It doesn't happen somehow, whatever. But this kind of ties all into, was it Hemingway's poems or something? A lot of people say, no, it wasn't. Basically, the inference is that Hemingway was doing intelligence work in Cuba and not just intelligence work on the commies. He was doing this sort of like I, I, you can file it. You can file it. File under the paranormal stuff. The same thing that the Nazis went around doing, and yes, there was a Nazi SS division that went around doing Raiders of the Lost Ark stuff, and the U.S. government hired a lot of Nazis and continued it. For some reason, our government organizations are into all this weird paranormal activity type stuff, and they've gone to great lengths to make anybody who becomes interested in it either a seem crazy weird and stupid or you end up dying and so from an intelligence perspective that tells me there's a big blank space on the map and that the enemy is doing that on purpose and then when you know that then it's vital that you actually do go find the blank space on the map and then you go look there you go look at you know what's on that map and what's there and all that kind of stuff. So um, 
it's very interesting times. There, there's, there's, there's a lot of weirdness afoot. Um, I would say stay frosty. I would say enjoy yourself. You know, what's about to happen seems maybe larger than all of us. I hope you've done your preparing. I hope those things are going to happen. I think you're going to be fine. I think you're going to be okay. Um, what other choice do you have? You know, I mean, it's just, it's just going to be what it's going to be. And if you play to win and you don't give up and you keep a good attitude about things, but I guess I would say this, I think it hasn't been normal for two and a half years. And I think it's been getting weirder and weirder. I know I'm having a lot of weird dreams lately, like just strange dreams. And I know that you are, and I know that a lot of people are, and I feel like we're being readied for some very wild times, like times that will be jaw droppingly weird and interesting. But I would say this, and I know, I know initially you might kind of be freaked out about that, or you think like, well, Nick's off and running today, but Hey, I'm a science fiction author. This is what I do. But I would say this, can anybody right now make an honest case that things are good? No, they're not. If you've ever had a person in your life with any kind of addiction, um, what you'll find is that everybody in that around that person is really hoping for this moment to happen where the person gets sober, you know, or they at least say, you know what? I think I have a problem. Um, what happens so much of the time is everybody tries to do that sobriety work for that person and they try to fix them and they try to buy them and they try to get them into rehab and they try to bribe them and they, they'll even, you know, if they could, they would not drink for them or do drugs or shop or whatever your preferred addiction is. Um, but you can't, that person has a problem and, and they're doing it. And all you can kind of do is stand by and try to protect yourself, protect them as much as you can. But, you know, you might be enabling it, those kinds of things. But the happiest moment if you ever and I think I bet a bunch of you have had this. I, I hope that you've had it. I bet there's a bunch of you that never had it where the person just continued is wrecking your life currently or ended up with the three outcomes of what addiction has, which is jail, institutionalization, or death. And it's a tragedy and those kinds of things. But some of you might have had the really great uh, moment when that person actually sort of has this uh, moment of clarity. And they go, you know what? I think I have a problem, and I'm the cause of my problems. Usually the addict is usually blaming everybody. You know, I drink because you never got me a... Evil Knievel wind-up racer. And that's why I've drank since 1977, you bastard. You know, and then they just make you miserable and spend all your money and they're in DUI, jail, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, but if you've ever had that moment where the person, you know, actually turns their life around, it's great. They usually get so turned around that they annoy you, you know, because they become the prophet of not, you know, and they're all, but it's still, it's still better than them being a mess and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that, generally doesn't happen until you kind of get around rock bottom. You know what I mean? And that's, that's when there's the final moment where you're like, Hey, this is your last moment to pull out of the spin. That's the conversation they're having with themselves. Um, or it's jail institutionalization or death or just, you know, you know, long time. I was, I was in an AA meeting with a 95 year old guy one time and he was like, the last three years of my life sober have been the greatest of my life. And I'm like, 92 years. <laughs> you ain't no quitter. <laughs> you know, so uh, a lot of wisdom there. So um, I kind of feel that's where the culture 
and America is, at the least. That's all I can say. Europe, I think Europe's gone. Uh, Europe doesn't understand freedom, unfortunately. And and they just they Europe is a, is a is a nursery society. They just want to be taken care of. Their elites have said yes, we'll take care of you. But you know, in Germany now, they're like, oh, you can't take hot showers and all this, you know, just nonsense. But Americans, we we as pioneer people, we as frontiers, even if your family just recently showed up in the grand scheme of things, um, they're plucky and adventurous. They're they're frontiers people and pioneer people too because they took a shot. You know, they crossed the Atlantic or crossed the border without credit cards or a cell phone or an address or anything. And they came here and they, they dug in and they made it. So it's a different breed of America of people in America than really the rest of the world, whatever race you are. It's, you, you, it's people who are willing to take their own responsibility, I think, for the most part. I hope so. So um, I think that in America we might be reaching this moment of clarity where the culture... And it's kind of going to have to be us. And the addicts that are running amok, even they, and I think we're seeing it in a lot of them, are beginning to have this moment where they're going, they're 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 having to say this is not working. The the all the bad investments are beginning to pay off, and I don't like where this is heading. I don't like the, about the WEF and the UN talking about forcing me to not have a car or to vaccinate my kid, or that I can't talk to my kid about sex, only a stranger can. You know, all of these bad ideas are beginning to pay off because people are, it's not It's not like in the 70s and the 80s where sort of people could, could, could compartmentalize and say those issues are for somebody else. Those are innocuous issues. The globalists have are mad with power right now, and I think a lot of it has to do with, my personal feeling is I do think we have artificial intelligences now. And I do think we have super AIs, which are super genius AIs. I think we've had them for quite a while. If you ask the AI scientist crowd, they'll tell you we do not have these yet. We have not reached that state. But I've begun to believe that we have. And I think that we have an AI that is basically telling the globalists how to solve for their outcome. Problem with the AI is it doesn't explain that. It just tells you the steps to do. It's AIs don't won't explain why. And I think the globalists are blindly following it um, and at their peril. And as Elon Musk said, you know, he wondered, well, who's running the AI? And I think he was talking about demonic or otherworldly or has as they like to couch it in the Joe Rogan DMT crowd. Uh, um, the people, you know, the machine elves, those kind of people. So I don't know, but it's scary times, but it is usually for the people surrounding the addict at the moment before they, they finally wake up one morning and they go, you know what? I think, I think I might be the problem. I think I have a problem and I'm willing to take the steps today to clean up. And what you find, and I think I wish the globalists or the government would understand this. If they would come clean today and if they would tell the truth, I am fairly concerned, uh, convinced that most of America would actually help them and be on their side. I don't think we'd tar and feather them. I think there would be some accountability. I think there would be some punishments. But I think for the most part, we just would like the addict to get sober and stop ruining our lives. And I think we're approaching that moment of clarity because there really isn't much more that can be done now. I mean, like, I think you're going to see August is going to be super wild. If you can't get sober as a globalist, um, 
than I think, and I'm not saying all of them are, and there's a part of me that I don't think we may turn around in sobriety because I've, I've read a certain book that tells me it gets worse and worse and worse. But maybe we'll get a reprieve, but all it will be will be a reprieve. Um, but if it's going to get worse and worse, you're going to see the globalists who are like Japanese kamikaze pilots. They are willing to absolutely put it on the deck of the carrier for the greater good, which means even the destruction of themselves. And I think you're about to see those things. But I think we're at the moment of clarity, and I think that's something to rejoice about because there is a chance that things could turn around now that we're bottoming out. And that is the podcast.